Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Living Deeply, Giving All. And our text is from the Gospel of John, the 6th chapter, the 56th through 57th verses, and then the 63rd verse. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. Verse 63, it is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Today's passage includes a disturbing image and a shocking statement. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and me in them. And these are statements that have caused a lot of different interpretations in in contemporary uh, biblical life. But historically, boy, they caused many, many, many problems. The crowd that had been enthusiastically following Jesus, they heard these words and they began to fall back. Not only is what he said disturbing, it was offensive. Jesus started out just fine. The people were impressed and pleased when he and his disciples took those five loaves of bread and two fish and fed thousands of them. Then there was the stories that he actually walked on water. Who knows what miracles would be next? Anybody would want to see that kind of thing. People were lining up to be children of God. But then he started claiming to be the bread of heaven, the son of God. And what was even crazier, he was saying in order to follow him, these people must eat his flesh, and drink his blood. Well, you can imagine what the people around him were saying. This guy's a nutcase. Has he forgotten his Jewish roots? Only pagans eat flesh with the blood still on it, not the children of God. It must have been a wild scene that afternoon by the Sea of Galilee. People were mumbling and turning away left and right. Could have been like one of those political conventions or maybe a national church convention when, when something breaks between the people and the speaker or when somebody's running for office and the others don't like them and everybody's popping up all over the place shouting against the speaker. Things quickly can get out of hand. At this moment in Galilee, even some of those who considered themselves Jesus' most loyal disciples were backing away. Verse 60, this teaching is difficult. Who can explain it? This is a pivotal point in John's view of Jesus' ministry. You see, the dissent and confusion weren't just about this strange metaphor of cannibalism or breaking Jewish law. This is the point when Jesus goes deep into what belief in him, following him, and faith in him really means. Jesus, the bread of heaven, who offers eternal life. Jesus, who's body and blood will be shed for these people. Jesus, who who calls us not only to embrace his death and resurrection, but to emulate his manner of living and dying for others. Jesus, who demands that we get serious about this spiritual journey, that we get serious about him. We who profess this hunger for God. Are you really hungry? Do you really want to know me to be like me? 
then you better start taking this seriously because you're going to have to live deeply and give everything. Stop playing. You know when you're sitting around talking with your friends and you're trying to make an important point and they're teasing you and you warn them, stop playing. Or when your children come to the dinner table and they're picking at their food and you tell them, stop playing, be serious. You really need to pay attention to what's going on. That's what this text is about. It represents an admonition from Jesus to those who would follow him to take it seriously. 63, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Just what is a Christian? There's so many ideas on what it really means to be a Christian. But here's what I always think. Christian living is supernatural living. I'm referring to the presence of the Holy Spirit that is in our lives based on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible says if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they don't belong to Christ. This Holy Spirit is how we ultimately learn about divine living and divine love. It is in the words of a writer, love guiding us to love. This love that God calls us to is deeper than anything physical. It transcends gender. It's about our willingness to sacrifice to the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of love in our lives. We sin when we do anything less. That's why I call it stop playing. You got to start thinking about living deeply and giving all. God talks differently about love than we do. We talk about sexuality. We talk about romance, desire, power, possession. But when God talks about love, God says, love the Lord, your God, with your heart, your soul, your strength, and your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that means you have to love yourself. Love your enemy, the one who does not look like you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Lay down your life for your friend. That means giving all. You know, every once in a while in the papers, you read these articles about contemporary Christian martyrs, people all over the world willing to die for the faith. Now, these people are not just dying because they believe in Jesus. They are dying because their belief moves them to wage extraordinary fights for the rights of others unable to fight for themselves. There was a sister, Yolanda Delgado in Colombia, who was, who was shot to death back in 2001 defending African Colombians' land rights. There are people all over Africa who die because they refuse to deny their faith. You know, people don't know because in this country, we don't have to die for our faith. But there are people all over the world who are making that kind of sacrifice. I'm not implying that God is calling us to that level of sacrifice. But he is calling us to a willingness to live deeply and give all. I'm so glad you're with us today. Here's a special invitation. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is marking 130 years of worshiping God and serving his people. And we want you to help us celebrate Thursday, September 29th at Mosley's on the Charles in Dedham. For ticket information, log on to rpcat130.org. That's rpcat130.org. We'll see you September 29th. 
God shows his love that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We get confused over what's the most important thing about being a Christian. But listen to this text again. God shows his love that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. I can't think of anything more important than the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ. Love that leads us to love. You see, what happens to us is that we get all caught up in religion. But sometimes that that means that we diminish our, our ability to get caught up in Jesus. We feel good about the roles and the rules, but we refuse to to know who Christ really is in our lives. And that means that we refuse to get to know each other, to invest in each other. Oh, yes, we'll, we'll get involved in the turkey giveaway at Thanksgiving, but we don't see that homeless person who, who sits outside the church. Or we might feel righteous about teaching Sunday school, but we don't want to deal with that unwed mother who brings those babies in and they're always crying. We've been going to church with each other for generations, but we refuse to forgive each other. We make religion about the rules that we control. We use scriptures to judge and justify and oppress. We don't allow any room for the spirit in our lives. We don't allow enough room for spirit to move between us in those pews. We don't think we can learn anything more about love. We actually think we know it all. But Jesus Christ calls us to live deeply, to give it all. There are some of us who know instinctively the power of the Holy Spirit because we know we didn't get where we are by ourselves. I would be the president of that club. We've either lived recklessly out in the world or done crazy things and been pulled back from the brink or we've been saved from some serious illness or addiction. You know, I'm well aware of all the foolishness in my own heart. It has played out for me over and over. I know I did not save myself. But Jesus says, I want even more from you, Liz. It's not enough to come from where I found you. You have to go where I want you to go. We really want to live this eternal life. If we really want to experience the spread of heaven. If we really want all of Jesus Christ. We can't just taste it lightly. We must eat it, devour it. We must dig in. Jesus is saying his life has to become our life. He has to be our everything. Let's go back to that verse 63. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. We must live in the spirit. Now, many people define spirituality in this world of Dr. Oz and Oprah and all those commentaries on TV, people define spirituality as living your best life or or being your, your highest self. But walking in the Spirit is not about trying to do the right thing. It's about Christ in you. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell in you. And it begins with your mindset. The Apostle Paul has a lot to say about mindset. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on things that are above, not on things of this earth. If you want to live deeply, if you want to give all, these texts 
should be your memory text. This is where it all begins. We have to set our mind on walking by the Spirit. And I can tell you from my life that that is difficult. That is not easy. There is always this this stumbling and falling back. But you get back up and you try it again. This text in the Gospel of John marks the first time that that Jesus' closest disciples are grouped together as twelve. So Jesus asked the twelve in verse 67, Do you also wish to go away? In verse 68, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. This group's decision not to turn away from Jesus, but to take him seriously, to walk in the Spirit, draws them closer to him and to each other. They are pulled together by the Holy Spirit. They become a supernatural community of faith. But it starts with this desire to live deeply and give all. Taste and see that the Lord is good. That is my prayer for you. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you love